This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness at what's really possible. I'm Adam Esco, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Adam Esco. It's so nice to have you here. I've been offline for a little bit, but I'm excited to jump in and share this very practical and yet prevalent mindset trap that many of us fall into and really comes from the concept of is your current mindset, is the current governing thoughts blocking your growth, blocking your happiness, blocking your wealth, blocking your well-being, these silent fear-based thoughts. And I want to share a story of what happened to me to help show this point, at least in the first five years of when I was practicing perio. It was one of the things that were was of the utmost importance to me, when I say me, I'm really saying what my mind is, is saying, was to run on time. I mean, to run on time. And, and more than that, it was really, if I were on time, that means everything would be smooth, people would be happy. Uh, it was just the absolute governing thought that I needed to have the whole day go as smooth and run on time and everyone could be seated on time and end on time. And so it kind of just governed my whole my whole flow. So what, what that would look like is I would actually get off to a rocky start of the day because I'd get to the office, I'd open the door and I'd walk to the back office and look at the computer screen at the schedule for the day. And usually when a dentist sees a busy schedule because much of our uh, productivity, our production is based off of how many patients we could see that have productive days. And if you like what you do, even better, because then you're doing work that, um, you know, the more surgeries, for instance, that I get to do, that would be considered fun. But when I would see a busy day on the schedule, my body, and I, here comes some expletives because I'm just going back into this mode and I just love to curse sometimes, but my body and mind would fucking ramp up. Um, and I don't mean necessarily in a, in a positive way. Physically, I'm feeling constriction in my chest. I'm feeling shortness of breath. And I'm not aware this is going on, but if I had to step back and, and put myself back in there, that's what was happening. My mind, my actual mind was racing with, okay, I'm now looking at the computer screen. I'm seeing back-to-back-to-back patients. I'm seeing hygiene schedule that... Um, that looks so busy. My mind's trying to strategize who I'm going to see and when and how I'm going to share this in the morning huddles with my assistant to help me bounce in and out of room so that we could still do a high quality care. And, you know, everyone could feel like they're being seen and heard and um, t- have really quality experience and touch points. So my, I mean, just absolute ramp up mode. What made this worse, what actually brought this to another level is when I would actually go and look in the schedule and see one of two things. Number one is when I would see, (laughs) laughing at this, when I would see the like one or two patients that I knew just loved to talk. Like they were talkers. They loved to talk. Um, They didn't really stop talking. So 
uh, without me having built up the confidence at this point and having boundaries and being able to cut things off, I'm like, it just brought my body and mind to a new level of overwhelm. And then on the flip side, when I would see a friend or a family member or someone I wanted to talk to and realize, man, I'm not even going to be able to really, really talk to this person right now because um, it's so busy and I'm going to have to rush through it um, just to stay on time. So you could see how a thought like this, how a governing thought could cause all this stress and overwhelm to start before the day even gets going. Unless I pause and address those feelings and those thoughts, like in this unconscious thought that's happening, I have to run on time so people can uh, be seen on time and have everything go well during the day. Unless I pause and actually address that, then I'm in trouble. Then I'm in trouble. So this is a this is a problem for many dentists uh, because in the dental field we often try to manage everything ourselves, and we're oftentimes trading time for money. So that's that's what happens. There's two main problems that occur with with a governing thought like this that I have to be running on time or else. One is that when I start to run behind, which would happen often, um, I would start to stress out even more, which went against another thought of having to, to produce high quality work and not to rush and not to rush conversations. So that just created more stress and overwhelm. This all just starts snowballing. This all starts snowballing. It doesn't work. The second problem is that I actually start to judge myself unconsciously. So at the end of the day, if 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 you actually sit back and check in, you're asking, you're kind of like doing a check-in. Was that a successful day? You take your final breath. You're trying to get yourself out of the office. And depending on what is running your ship um, will determine whether it's a successful day. So if you're coming from a place of where I was coming from is, hey, I got to run in time. I have to have everything go smoothly the times, the times that every everything was on time and you were smooth and all your procedures went well and you know people were happy, then you say, yeah, that was successful. And you may even take it a step further and say, uh, you know, I'm a success today. Um, which, as anyone knows, and with how things in the dental office could feel so out of control and things are changing all the time, that, that kind of feels like a pipe dream. It, it doesn't feel like that happens too often. Um, but majority of the time, that didn't happen because, like I said, things come up. I wasn't able to run on time and not everything goes perfectly. And so we build up this mental evidence that I feel I failed today, or even taking that one step further from an identity level is I am a failure. And I'll tell you, my ego hates losing. It hates losing more than it enjoys winning. So um, it's very sensitive to the fact that uh, that when I fail at something, it really it really hits deep. So this is me looking back and reflecting on how a governing thought like that when you're running from that place, when you're not even aware that's going on, it could cause just incredible amount of stress and overwhelm. And 
how it could build upon itself and really, excuse me, how it could, before I even say that, however, how it could continue to drain your energy and your body and just cause, uh, cause you to feel unwell and not cause you to be as productive and efficient as you want. So let me flip the script for in a second here. Let's flip the script and say, first of all, let's having a thought like that run the show has actually served you at times. It actually really has served you. So I actually could bring a little bit of gratitude to a thought like that. You have to run on time or else because at times that's really, really helped me to be productive and efficient and to focus and it helped me get shit done basically. And for my perfectionists out there, it's the same thing. I need to be perfect or else. I mean, how good have you gotten at having a high attention to detail? I mean, it does work when you're operating from a place like um, a really, really uh, fear-based thought like that. It works. You could you develop the skills that you normally wouldn't develop. So then the next logical question would be, why change it? Why change it? Um, you're, you're, you're productive, you're, you're getting more productive, you're getting more f- efficient, you're, you're getting uh, more and more of the perfectionist yourself. And I think you know the reasons, and I'm going to share two of the reasons uh, that I could think of that are reasons to, to change out of this mindset. One is when you just check in and you realize it's not working for you anymore. It's actually killing you. You're feeling more overwhelmed. You're feeling more stressed. Like I talked about, you're feeling drained. You Sometimes you're feeling dread. All the feels. I'm talking all the feels here. And for most of us, uh, it's not really until we reach a certain threshold um, of, of the pain or the stress or the overwhelm that reaches a certain threshold or there's even a, sometimes for some people there's a life altering event or you get scary health news that people then become ready for a change. And honestly, when I even say that, the, the bubble that comes into my mind is that's n- incredibly similar to dentistry. Uh, people don't come to the dentist until it hurts bad enough. You know, we, we move away from pain we're not smarter or better than our patients that do this. This is the human brain. It's it's trained to move away from pain, and everyone has a certain threshold for when they're willing to actually make a change. For some, some people choose to address the situation before it becomes a catastrophe. They wake up and say, "You know what? I don't, I don't want this anymore." I want to get support. I want to get coaching. I want to get therapy. I want to get other forms of support. And I don't want to be living my life like this anyway from this total fear-based place. And and others address it when something life-altering happens. And then yet the other, the third bucket is that uh, some people choose never to address it. It's too scary to change. And some people don't even some people aren't even aware that anything else is possible. This is, they're so tied to that thought. There's nothing, there's no other way of living. There's no other way of living through. So that that's one reason. The second reason to address your existing mindset and to actually see if you can move away from your fear or scarcity-based um, thinking 
is that realizing it is not going to get you to where you want to go. It's not going to get you to where you want to go. And that's really for growth-minded individuals. So one of the, the powerful questions that I ask when in coaching and when we finally have the time, the presence, the space to address a governing fear or scarcity-based thought that's running the show is what's the worst thing that can happen? What is the worst thing that could happen? You ask that, and you could do this to yourself, by the way. If you're listening to this, wherever you are, you ask what's the worst. You you, you kind of localize, okay, for me, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm worried that if I don't do perfect work, X, Y, and Z. So if I'm worried that I don't do, I'm worried that whatever the bad thing that you are thinking is going to happen, then what is the worst thing that could happen? And actually verbalizing the answer out loud. Hear yourself saying the word so you could actually look at it from a different perspective. I'll practice this. I'll model this um, through the mic right now. For me, um, I would say uh, the worst thing that could happen for me if I didn't run on time would be that, well, and it's funny, as I even say that, here's something that, a trap that your mind might kind of lead you towards. It may say something like, um, well, here's an example. It would say something like, oh, well, then I would run out of time and I would have less time for lunch and then I, I would cut into my staff's lunch and then that's not really the real reason. That's not really the full truth. And you could tell that doesn't feel like that's the scariest thing. That then hasn't has the most most juice around. So sometimes your mind doesn't want to really look at the truth, but stay with it. And when you when I actually stay with it, I I, I found it. It's it's if I don't run on time, my patients will be upset. Which means that they will share that with their friends. They will share that with their referring doctors. They will say they had a bad experience, um, that they're upset, and which also means that no one will ever want to come here again. It's something like that, right? I'm taking it to the worst thing that my mind could actually come up with and verbalizing that. And then there's this whole dance with like, oh, well, part of that feels true. You know, maybe they will share that. But then you could really look at it from a different perspective, a logical perspective, because ultimately that mind is is coming from this fear and scared place. And that scared place is trying to, to save us. And it's saving us because it thinks that um, everything's going to crumble. We, we really, if we're really coming from this place of perfectionism or uh, or there's not enough time or this or that, then we think that everything in our life is going to crumble. And we think that everything in our life is going to crumble, then there's very little room for peace. There's very little room for calm. There's very little room to operate from a place of ease, to operate from a place of creativity, to operate from a place of fun. We don't allow that in our mind space. So, Let's recap here. Answering the worst thing, what's the worst thing that could happen can do two important things. One is it it helps you really look at what what's going on in your mind, what's governing your mind. And, and by doing that, it helps you refocus on what's really important. You're allowed to make a new conscious choice in that moment when you see it. So in the beginning of the day, if I catch myself 
and by catching myself, like, right, if you're, when you're sitting there and you actually pause and take a real, real full deep breath and, and feel what's going on in your body, feel those urges because they're, they're, they're memorized, right? They're memorized. For me, it was just a habit. Um, and I, I have to turn on the computer screen. I got to look at it. I got to start planning and strate- strategizing the day so that I could do as much as I can to make sure we run on time <clears throat> or else. At that point, I could pause and say, oh, listen, I want I want to run on time and I'm going to prepare to do it. And you could just hear the way I'm saying this, the energy that comes behind it. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to empower the people around me to help me. I'm going to call it out and then I'm going to let it go. I'm in, I'm going to prepare. And then once I start my day, I'm going to let it go, uh, and be in the moment as much as possible. I still have the intention of running on time, but now I'm unattached. I'm reset and I'm approaching my day with a different lens, a different mindset, a different energy, one that allows for, uh, whatever you want it to allow for, right? For me, it might be fun. It might be, uh, ease, you could decide. Everyone gets to decide that for themselves. And so, yeah, that's one of the important things. And the second thing is to stop judging yourself. The second important reason that you ask the question, what's the worst thing that can happen? And you look at it and you start coming out of this with a different mindset is that at the end of the day, or even during the day, you stop judging yourself. You're not a failure when it doesn't happen. Yes, you wanted that to happen. And yes, you could learn from the situation, make it better, but it's not, hey, I'm a failure or I failed. It's, oh, I, it's not, I'm, excuse me, it's not, I'm a failure. It's, hmm, that didn't go exactly the way I wanted to. And here's what I'm, what we're going to do next time to make this a little bit more smooth. There is a distinction here. If it sounds similar, then maybe I'm not doing a good job of communicating, but the distinction really is one is coming and approaching this from a place of nervous energy, of stress, of pressure, of have to be perfect or else. The other is coming from a place of learning and growth of less energy output and uh, of learning, of, of learning. And, um, and whatever intention and, and mind space you want to set for yourself, it's totally different and it totally uh, changes your whole physiology. So let's end it here. So for me, yes, I wanted to be productive for sure. At some level, I realized that I had to let that go. This wasn't towards the end of when I was practicing. And thankfully, I, I learned this about myself. But I also valued creativity. I, I valued presence. I valued fun. And I wanted time and space in my life for all that. So I'm so by stepping back and resetting, you get you you choose and you get intentional about how you want to structure your life and your mind to include for the things that really matter to you. And if you're listening to this and you're ins- interested in your or your own growth, the, I- the idea is really to build up another thought that you could anchor to. One that moves you in the direction to where you want to go now. The last thing I'll, I'll say is the same thought that got you to where you are oftentimes won't get you to where you want to go. Make it a great day. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please visit me at www.adamesco.com.